Welcome to Two Open Doors, the podcast that explores our power to open or close the doors of relationship with the important people in our lives. We hope you'll learn from and share your wisdom with our community. Thanks for joining us. In large part, people are drawn to relationship with one another to satisfy their needs and desires. In a well-functioning relationship, each member of a couple provides specific things to their partner and receives things in return. In our earlier episode titled Relationship and the Hierarchy of Needs, we considered the range of human needs conceptualized by Abraham Maslow as a hierarchy of needs. We went on to review refinements to Maslow's theory, leading up to an attachment-based hierarchy that I proposed. Let's now use that model to examine the differences between distinct dependence styles, or ways that people can relate to others in order to satisfy their needs. Three styles are independence, codependence, and interdependence. To start, we can recall some highlights regarding the attachment-based needs hierarchy. First, it entails three categories of needs, ranging progressively higher from survival-level basic needs to comparably essential psychological needs and up to self-fulfillment needs that enable a person to thrive. The resulting pyramid is divided vertically along the lines of the two major facets of attachment. First, a person's evolving assessment of what they're getting from their external environment, or external assessment, and their assessment of how they feel and what they believe about themselves, that is, self-assessment of their internal state or internal assessment. At the basic needs level, from the perspective of external assessment, a person has physical needs for subsistence and safety. In the area of self-assessment, they develop in how they see themselves as individuals, for example regarding self-worth, and they create internal mental models of how they relate to the external world, which includes other people. The next higher psychological needs level includes two sublevels: a social level that describes needs relating to other people in general, and, at the next higher level, an affiliative or personal needs level that describes a person's needs that are filled by particular special people, such as one's life partner. Finally, at the top of the pyramid there is a self-fulfillment needs level, which includes needs that transcend the direct needs of the self. With this overview, we can proceed to look at each of the three needs categories, focusing on how the three dependence styles differ. People with an independent dependence style tend to rely on themselves as much as possible, minimizing their dependence on others. That might be the case for those who develop an avoidant attachment style, perhaps because of unreliable or denied care from an early primary caregiver. At the level of basic needs, in the area of external assessment, an independent person tries to fill all of their own subsistence and safety needs by themselves. Of course, this is basically impossible in our very interconnected and specialized society. No person is an island. Those who try to be lead an impoverished and marginal existence. In terms of such a person's internal assessment, their self-image is built with minimal perspective from others. The independent person may have high, intermediate, or low self-esteem and self-confidence based mainly on how they feel about what they have accomplished for themselves and on what sort of attachment style they developed. Such a view isn't calibrated by external reality. It may reflect large differences between how the independent person feels about themselves versus how they're received by others. 
at the level of social psychological needs in the area of external assessment, the independent person's need for recognition and achievement are mainly based on what they achieve through their own solitary efforts. There's little engagement in collaborative efforts by such a person. In the area of self-assessment, the independent person focuses on control and domination, motivated by a desire to justify their own self-respect by giving themselves a central role in whatever they're involved in. At the level of affiliative psychological needs, in the area of external assessment, the independent person may value belonging to a tribe or embracing a cause. Both of those sorts of affiliation are relatively impersonal. In the area of internal assessment, the independent person's relationship with the special others in their life may be marked by aloofness, since the independent person avoids the sort of emotional openness and vulnerability that are needed for a warm and easygoing emotional connection. Finally, at the level of self-fulfillment needs, in the area of external assessment, an independent person is likely to see their achievements as the embodiment of their legacy. Those achievements serve as a monument to the person. In the area of internal assessment, the independent person transcends themselves by seeking excellence and by winning in competition. For such a person, being exceptional in those ways supplants achieving transcendence by building deep connections with other people. Let's turn now to the case of a person who has a codependent dependent style. Such individuals tend to transfer much of their personal power and responsibility to their partner, leaving them strongly dependent on that partner. An anxiously attached individual might show codependent connection with a partner. At the level of basic needs, from the perspective of external assessment, a codependent person exercises low self-dependence, relying instead on their partner. In the area of internal assessment, they similarly depend on their partner to assign them some degree of self-worth. At the social-psychological level, from the external assessment perspective, a codependent individual might focus on doing things for their partner to curry favor, rather than pursuing social connections for the person's own direct benefit. In the area of internal assessment, such a person would also likely rely on their partner for validation, putting the assignment of respect and role in the hands of that partner. At the level of affiliative psychological needs in the area of external assessment, a codependent person can allow themselves to be effectively owned by their partner in an effort to make themselves indispensable to that partner and thus to secure the connection. In the area of internal assessment, a codependent person can transfer so much of their personal power to a partner that they have little or no autonomy. Since intimacy can only be exchanged between two self-determining people who choose to be in a relationship, a codependent person may be unable to offer and participate in true intimacy. At the topmost level of self-fulfillment needs, in the area of external assessment, a codependent person can pursue creating a legacy by pursuing goals set by others. Again, the person's focus is on pleasing others. From the perspective of internal assessment, the codependent person may have little opportunity to transcend themselves because that self has become so subjugated to their partner and to others. Self-transcendence requires well-formed self-determination and self-knowledge. The third dependent style is that of interdependence. Unlike those who seek excessive independence, and thus rely little on others, or those who are codependent with a partner and thus give away much of their personal power to that partner, interdependent individuals retain their agency and responsibility for themselves while also relying on well-chosen others for some support. 
Securely attached individuals might exemplify this dependency style. At the level of basic needs from an external assessment perspective, an interdependent person is comfortable in collaborating with others to cover all subsistence and safety needs. That collaboration is negotiated so as to benefit the partner as well. In the area of internal assessment, an interdependent person forms their own firm self-image, but they also are receptive to how they're perceived and valued by others. That results in a balanced and reality-checked self-assessment. At the social-psychological level, from the external assessment perspective, an interdependent person is receptive to social feedback from others, while remaining secure in their own value to society. From the internal assessment perspective, an interdependent person is secure in their self-respect, seeing their clear role in the social entities to which they belong. At the level of affiliative psychological needs, in the area of external assessment, an interdependent person revels in belonging, exercising ease in being emotionally open and vulnerable to the special people in their lives. Similarly, from an internal assessment perspective, an interdependent person combines security in their autonomy with deep knowledge of self and partner, enabling an exchange of true intimacy. And finally, at the level of self-fulfillment needs, in the area of external assessment, an interdependent person is able to create a legacy that is created both by themselves and through collaboration with their partner. The latter might include the joint production and rearing of progeny. From an internal assessment perspective, an interdependent person has developed sufficient security and self-knowledge to look beyond themselves. That opens them to the possibility of developing a deep emotional and perhaps spiritual resonance with their partner, enabling true transcendence of self. As we can see from these sketches of three very different dependence styles, people have choices in how and to what degree they rely on others in satisfying personal needs. Others have a potential role to play at every level of the needs hierarchy. It's up to us to decide to exercise that potential. Those with an independent dependency style tend to try to go it alone, often because of deep misgivings about the trustworthiness of others. That can prove to be a lonely path, without any safety net. Others, who have a codependent style, tend to rely excessively on their partners, potentially burdening them with requests and responsibilities that really belong to the codependent person. Such a path can be littered with relationships that are broken by this improper and unsustainable power balance. Finally, those with an interdependent dependency style seek a balance between personal responsibility and appropriate reliance on others. Such a path offers the best of both worlds, developing and exercising one's personal power while also being able to trust others to help in a reciprocal way when needed. Achieving such a balance may be challenging, but it's a beautiful example of what's possible when individuals and society properly support one another. To learn more about Two Open Doors and to engage with our community, I'd like to invite you to visit the Two Open Doors private Facebook group for posts and discussion, and the Two Open Doors meetup group for events. I also invite you to contact me directly by writing to me at claude, C-L-A-U-D-E, at twoopendoors.com. I'd love to hear from you, and I'll use your inputs to guide my work on future blog posts and podcast episodes. Thanks for visiting Two Open Doors. <music>